are looking forward to Mother's Day when we'll get back to a Sunday school hour at 9.30, and that's when that brunch is going to be taking place. And some of the uh, husbands are going to be getting the food, and uh, the men will be teaching Sunday school classes that day, so the ladies that are Sunday school teachers, so kids are going to have to survive the men taking care of them for that day. But uh, it's just, and we need to do double honor for moms this year. I was just sharing with Paul earlier, it seems like it's been a long, long time ago. We miss Mother's Day because of the um, COVID virus. We we got the reprieve on May 17th. You might remember where we could go more than 10 people. But we had Mother's Day out in the youth building with uh, our praise team that Sunday. seems like a, more than a year ago, but uh, it was just about a year ago. And so we miss Mother's Day. The Father's Day, we were back doing this. So I don't know what, how can we make it up for moms? Something, we need to do something special for you, right? Well, a couple of amens out there. But um, I'm just glad we're able to be together. And uh, of course, uh, Governor uh, Ivy lifted the mandate on the mask, so it's voluntary. People need to wear one, feel better about it. That's good. And so it's optional, and um, just praying that this virus, the brakes are being put on it. Amen? We need it broken off of our world, not just in our own nation, but uh, I saw a report on Brazil. I hadn't talked to Brother Santos in a while, but they're having one of the worst uh, surges of COVID there. Literally a few thousand are dying every day in Brazil. So when you think about that country, that's not where we are at, thank God, but uh, remember the people in Brazil because they're really having a tough time. Well, I'm going to take you to Ephesians chapter 3 if you want to turn there. Um, I'm preaching a message on the ministry of mystery. It's almost the same word, but it's not even close to the same word. Um, we use the word mystery to define things that are unsolved, like unsolved crimes, uh, things that people research and there's just no answer as to what happened. Um, Amelia Earhart is one of the mysteries of American aviation. Um, my dad would talk a lot because he, was, he loved aviation, flew, flew helicopters, flew airplanes, flew B-29 bombers at the end of World War II, just... In one of the last conversations I had, I, I, I filmed about 55 minutes of it with him in January, just several months before he passed away, and just asked him questions about World War II and about his early life, about going through the Great Depression, and I tell you, that video is priceless. But in that conversation, it wasn't on, you know, I ran, my battery ran out, but we continued to talk, and, and he brought up Amelia Earhart. And he said, you know, I, I think something uh, that's probably connected to all of that, that her disappearance, um, is that she, I think she was a spy. And my brother and I went, what? Uh, for, my brother said, for Germany? Said, no, I think he, he was, she was an American spy. I said, so you think that might have had a role in her disappearing? He said, you never know. My dad was never into conspiracies, but... <laughs> I guess somewhere along the line, I don't know how much you know about Amelia Earhart. She was the first woman to fly across, solo flight across the Atlantic. She did the Charles Lindbergh thing, but uh, was the first woman to do it. And her and a navigator was going to fly around the world. They left out Long Island, New York, going east. 
and they were in the Pacific, and they left one island, was supposed to refuel on another island, and they never showed up at that island. They were almost finished with their flight around the world. You got the Bermuda Triangle in there, too, so, you know, that spooky stuff happened out there. But it, it goes down this, and it's an unsolved mystery, what happened to Amelia Earhart and her navigator. Well, the word in the Bible that we're going to look at in Ephesians 3 is not the same as the English word we use. It's a musterion, which means something that is hidden, um, something that's a secret, more of unaware than unknown. It literally means, if you look this up in, in a biblical um, concordance, it literally means not obvious to the understanding. In other words, what we're going to read about a mystery is not something that God means for nobody to know. He means for them to know, but it's not going to come through human logic. It's not going to come through human ability. It's going to have to be revealed by the Holy Spirit. And when Christ stepped into our world, he stepped into a world that was oblivious to what God was really going to do. Now, if you'd ask the religious leaders of that day, what is God's plan? They would tell you something like this, that God is going to establish Jerusalem as a new powerful city and establish the nation of Israel, and Israel is going to manage a different world. Well, that was not God's plan. It's somewhere down the road that God is going to fulfill some Old Testament prophecies, but not on this first visit that he had. So let's read uh, Ephesians chapter 3 and just bear with me. And I want you to notice how often the word mystery is mentioned, the mysterion, something that's hidden, something that's a secret, and how often it's mentioned that that mystery has now been revealed. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles... Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery, the mysterion, made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, that that is hidden, that, that is secret about him which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Although I am less in the... Wait a minute. Sorry about that. I, became, I got my pages mixed up on my own here. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am least, although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. Verse 9, and to make plain to everyone... The administration of this mystery, this mysterion, which for ages past was kept hidden in God. It was hidden with God's wisdom who created all things. His intent was that now, through
the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. You might as well put mystery in that. The manifold wisdom, the mystery of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. According to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Now, Brad and I have had some conversations um, about the end time, and um, one of the things I mentioned to him in Revelation, Daniel, Matthew chapter 24, there's all kind of things about the seven years of tribulation and everything that's going to happen in Revelation. And the one thing that kind of makes me calibrate how I look at that is the knowledge that the church age was actually hidden from Daniel. It was hidden to the Old Testament prophets. They didn't know about the church age. This mystery that Paul is talking about wasn't revealed to them, wasn't revealed to Abraham. Abraham didn't know it. Moses did not know it. Um, Isaiah, Jeremiah, David, and not even the apocalyptic prophet of the Old Testament, Daniel. It was hidden to Daniel. If we take what we've read here, everybody in the Old Covenant, Everybody before Christ came, they did not know what the real purpose of God was. It was hidden to them. More than once, Paul says, this was hidden to people and is now being revealed through the church by the apostles and prophets. It was also, it was also hidden to Simon Peter and the disciples. You say, how so? Because Jesus taught them. But even while he was teaching them, remember the times he would say things and they would question him and it's like, like they didn't get it. He would, re, he would teach parables. And sometimes the disciples would say, um, why are you doing this? Why are you cloaking what you're saying in a story like this? And he said it was to reveal the hardness of people who didn't get it. But they were also having trouble getting it because they did not comprehend it. Let me take you to Acts chapter 1 because the, the mystery that we've just read about was not revealed until the birth of the church. The disciples didn't get it. No one that was in that group that Jesus revealed himself to got it. It was only revealed after the birth of the church on the day of Pentecost. And to show you how the disciples, after seeing Jesus multiple times, and he's about to ascend. This is the day of his ascension. He's about to ascend up right in front of them. Listen to this conversation. I'll start in verse 4. On one occasion, while Jesus was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him, and they asked him this question. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, I don't know what his reaction, how he reacted visually with that, but we know what he reacted with with his, his answer. He basically said, don't worry about that. It's not for you to know the dates and times going to 
it's not for you to know the dates or times the Father has set by his own authority, but you receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So he's, he's telling us this, that they didn't get it even after seeing him raised from the dead. They did not get that there was a new covenant coming, that it was not going to be anything like what they thought. It was even hidden to John the Baptist, who was the voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Because he was an Old Testament prophet. Jesus said he was part of the Old Covenant. That the least in the kingdom of God, when the kingdom of God comes into the hearts of people, he said the least person in the kingdom of God is going to be greater than John the Baptist because John the Baptist was at a disadvantage. As much as the Holy Spirit was upon him or upon Daniel, upon all the prophets prophesying that there's a new covenant coming, that God is going to include the Gentiles, they didn't really know how that was going to work. It was all hidden to them. It was hidden until the church was birthed. The mystery was also as personal as it was corporate. Israel was looked upon as a nation of people, and that the, the nation re responded to God through prophets and through the kings that were godly, but they were looked upon as a group covenant people. And that was going to radically change when Jesus died and rose again. It would be more personal. I want to take you back to some verses that I read in Ephesians 3 and verse 6. And listen to how personal this is from Paul's perspective. Even Paul, when he was Saul of Tarsus, had no clue that God was doing a new thing. In fact, he was absolutely persuaded that what was going on was wrong. That what Stephen and the other people preaching the gospel of Jesus dying and being raised again was wrong. It was against the purpose of God, and it was his responsibility to stamp it out. He was that concerned that what was going on was wrong. I want you to hear how he's framing his own transformation. This is verse 6. The mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. They didn't see that coming, that Gentiles was part of what God was doing. People outside of Jewish culture. Members together of one body, not one nation. He's framing this differently. This was not going to be a national entity. This was going to be a body entity. One body shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. He says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace he said, it's the grace of God that brought me out of my ignorance, given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. This is the experience of one person who is oblivious to the redemptive work of Christ and belonging to the body of Christ was something he didn't get until he was born again. This is why Jesus reacted to Nicodemus so um, kind of critical when he said, you're a teacher uh, of, of the people and you don't know what being born again is all about because he was blinded to it. He didn't know what that term meant until the church was birthed and people were born again by the power of God. I want to take you to a companion epistle to Ephesians and that's Colossians, because the church is really a mystery. We come from different backgrounds in this room. Socially, ethnically, we're, we just come from different backgrounds. 
But God's purpose in what Jesus did was for the whole world. It was for all people, regardless of who they were, where they came from. This is why the gospel resonates around the world. You can preach it like Joel Marbot for the first time in some of those villages there in Ecuador. And it, and it registers with them. They've never heard the name of Jesus. And yet they hear this message. And by what measurements do they compute this? They hear about someone they've never heard about before. And he tells them the story about Jesus dying on the cross for their sin, for their wrong, for their guilt, for their shame. And he was raised again to bring them life and life eternal. And they come under conviction and get saved. How does that happen? It happens because what God instituted on the birth of church was a message that would resonate with people who were tired, who were broken, who were hopeless, without knowing any measurements or any religion whatsoever. Or maybe they're steeped in religion, and all of a sudden that message breaks their religious mindset and they experience salvation. In Colossians 1, 26, it says, The mystery has been hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles. I don't know about you, but I, when I read that, I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm a Gentile. That God chose through us who had no, no claim to Jewish history. Ethnically, you know, I'm European. There's not a, a Jewish blood cell in my body, according to what 23andMe says. But it doesn't matter, does it? There's no Jew or Gentile in the kingdom of God. We're all people of God. We're all on the same level. Amen. To them, he's chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. Listen to this, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Here's the difference in this covenant than the old covenant. God was with the people of Israel. God walked with them through the waters. God walked with them through the desert. God brought manna to them. He was with them. The difference in this covenant is that God is not only with you, he is in you. That is a huge difference, folks, that the, that the Christ that we have is in us. He comes to live inside of us. And this is the hope of glory. This is the assurance that we are destined for glory because he lives inside of us. Christ is in you. He's not just with you. He's in you. And here's the last point I'll make in finishing this. The ministry of Musterion is this. It is to be proclaimed. It is the gospel of Christ Jesus to the world. It is meant. To be told, not to be held on to. I'm going to take you to the last part of this uh, epistle to the church at Ephesus, chapter 6. And this is Paul giving a prayer request for his own life, for his own ministry. And I want you to see how he frames this because this should be a common prayer for us. The second song we, we did just was amazing how much it reflected on what I was going to share because of this point, that the mysterion, that is no longer a mystery, it is a revealed truth of God to us, and it's not supposed to be contained to us. It's not supposed to be kept to us. This wonderful revelation that was hidden to generations, 
that is made known to us, it is meant to be shared. And listen to what Paul, he's, a, he's an apostle, he's a missionary, he's a preacher. But listen to this prayer request here. Ephesians six nineteen. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me, so that I will fearless, fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. The gospel has a hiddenness to it, a secret to it, but when we declare it, it's no longer a secret. For which I am an ambassador in chains, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. And it's not enough for us to personally know the Lord. It's not enough. We're to make him known to others. And somehow, some fashion, through prayer, through being sensitive to the people that God brings across our path, is to really find that open door to present the hope that we have in Christ to other people. It doesn't mean we need to memorize a bunch of verses. We just need to know our story well enough to tell it to someone else. How the Lord changed our life. How the mystery of God came into your own heart, into your own mind, that transformed you, that gave you a different view of life, gave you hope within. Every group, every culture, every idea, every ethnicity, it doesn't matter where they're at on the face of the earth, the gospel is meant for them. Thank God for the people who are in Saudi Arabia. I know a missionary in Saudi Arabia that was in North Africa, and I'm not going to say his name because this is, and when I found out that that missionary is no longer where he was and where he's at now, Saudi Arabia, it makes me pray for him because it is really a tough place to be a believer even if you're of that nation. And then we had the prayer cast today, the sixth day of Ramadan, and it reminded me how desperate the people are in Yemen and in Saudi Arabia and Qatar, um, United Arab Emirates, Yemen. Yemen just breaks your heart when you know what's going on in Yemen. And he was, he's telling them that this mystery needs to be preached to the ends of the earth. It needs to be preached in Saudi Arabia. It needs to be preached in Iran, Iraq. It needs to be preached in Korea and China. It needs to be preached around the world because it is the hope of God that I can declare it fearlessly. You know, I wonder, what are we afraid of? I remember telling my son about a family that was going to Sudan as missionaries. And my son, given the job he has, he said this, are they crazy? <laughs> They're going to Sudan? And I said, yeah. I said, okay. But in his mind, it's like, who would do that? The same people that challenge the parameters of the Middle East and taking the gospel to the ends of the earth in the early church. And we have numerous people who went as martyrs and knowing pretty much that the chance of them being killed in China and different places of the world in the early 1900s, the late 1880s, that many of them did pay for their lives fearlessly. And I wonder, what are we afraid of? 
What are we afraid of? That somebody may say, well, that's personal. I don't think it's any of your business. And they hurt our feelings. And yet we don't have the initiative to step outside of our comfort. Maybe, maybe speaking the name of Jesus over people that are battling depression is what we need to do. But maybe we need to speak the name of Jesus over our own lives. And over our own fears. Over our own hesitation. And say, Lord, this is not meant for me to keep. This is meant. It's like the lepers who went out of the forces, uh, the fortress in Samaria. And they said, well, if the, if the enemy out there kills us, what do we have to lose? We're starving inside this city. You remember that story? And they go out there saying, we'll just throw ourselves at the mercy of the enemy. And when they got out there, they did not realize until they got to the camp that God had supernaturally caused that army to hear another army that did not exist physically they upped and ran in the middle of the night and there was still hot food over fireplaces and, and these lepers started eating they started going around they was picking up all these precious things and all of a sudden one of them says you know what our friends are starving in the city we owe it to them to go tell them they're gone and they went inside the city and announced the gospel. And that's kind of like what we are. We found the resources of God to be so sweet and wonderful for our lives for eternity. Shouldn't we get up and go back into the areas that we left and tell people, there's food for you. There's hope for you. There's salvation for you. I want our praise team to come back up. And I do believe, you know, as we were singing and worshiping, that there's probably people here that are maybe battling depression, battling ailments, sickness, battling a family situation. Speak the name of Jesus to it. Speak the name of Jesus to that family member. Speak the name of the Lord over people that you know that's in trouble. They're not doing well. They're not doing well spiritually. They're not doing well physically, mentally. There's people that's battling the pull of addiction. There's people that's battled what we call personal demons, but it's these things that seem to attach themselves to our lives and just won't let us have any breathing space whatsoever. Would you stand with me? And as you stand, I want you to consider, Lord, is there something holding me back from you? Is, is, Am, am I own am I hesitating about what you want me to be and what you want me to do there's got to be more for me there's got to be hope for me there's got to be life for me Lord and if that is you would you just make your way and stand here in the front 